Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Cross, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California. I am also a youth minister, and today I want to talk to you about a question I have had. And the question goes something like this. Really? A good God? So a couple months ago, I was actually scrolling through Instagram, um, of all places, and I saw this picture. And this picture stood out to me because it looks like it was kind of a black and white photo that had been recolored. It looks like a really old photo. Um, and in this photo, it looks like it was a teenage boy, you know, like a, a young teenage boy. Um, looked very scared, but I was just kind of struck by the eyes. Um, I think they were blue, if I remember, when they were recolored. Um, and I noticed there was kind of a prison uh, prison outfit. And so I, I check the description of, of this photo. And it turns out this photo was taken of a young uh, Polish girl. I think she was 13 or 14. And uh, I'll probably butcher her name, but her name was Sheslava. What happened was she was in a concentration camp. She was Catholic, again, 14. She was separated from her family. Um, a few of them had died, and this photo was taken of her right before her death. And so the photo on Instagram described that before this photo, and you can kind of see the bruises, you can kind of see uh, she had like a split lip. Um, right before this photo, a Nazi guard had beaten her severely uh, just because she was angry. And then she was dragged in front of this camera and they took this photo of her and then afterwards they took her and injected her with poison and killed her and she was 14. And I saw this photo as a new father myself. Um, I have a one-year-old daughter and I was deeply, deeply disturbed. And this question hung on my heart of really, like why God, why did this happen? to this helpless child. She was a teenager right? they had shaved her head. That's why she looked like a boy. Um, they had put her in this prison outfit. She had been taken away from her family. She didn't even speak the same language as the guards. She was completely alone and they killed her. And this weight on my heart, you know, like why? God, why does this have to happen? And I had to take it a lot to prayer because even as a therapist, I encounter a lot of suffering with my clients and in my own life, right? Encounter suffering. People are suffering. So how do we make sense of a good God, of a benevolent God, philosophically, spiritually, religiously, personally, in light of this question of suffering in our world? It's a hard question. There's a lot of philosophical answers. Uh, the philosophical short one is evil and suffering are a consequence of free will. And God loves us so much that and he respects us that he gives us the free will to choose, to go with him, right? To be with him goodness or to turn our backs and go away from him, which is evil, which is sin. And so Adam and Eve, they chose to go away from God. So chose to break that relationship. And with that enters suffering, enters evil, um, enters more sin into our world. 
And so we see that suffering is a result of that. That question intellectually works for me. But when I looked at that photo as a new dad of a daughter and I saw this young girl suffering, that, that answer philosophically did not feel satisfying. It did not feel like it was enough. And so in prayer, it really brought me to the foot of the cross. Really, God, you're good. Why is there suffering? And that very quickly in prayer brought me to the crucifix, right? To Jesus brutally whipped and dying on a cross. And he was innocent. And for his mother and for his friends to, you know, John, for Mary to be there, to witness that, that we have this good God who was crucified for us. It's a bit of a paradox, right? That this good God, this perfect God, this benevolent God, all loving God had to become one of us and die for us to conquer what has happened. Another World War II analogy is that, you know, I heard from, from an alpha program I was running is that, you know, Jesus dying on the cross for us is kind of like, like D-Day, right? When, when we stormed the beaches of Normandy during World War II, and it was this huge uh, point in history uh, in the war, right? This changing. And Jesus dying on the cross is like D-Day. But the Nazis didn't give up. They didn't surrender until months later, until VE Day, Victory in Europe Day. And we're in that time now between D-Day and VE Day, right? That Jesus has already conquered sin and suffering and death, but we're still waiting for the end of evil and suffering entirely, right? We're still waiting for this war to be over. And the devil, like the Nazis, they were kicking and screaming. They were fighting as hard as they could to keep going, but they're not gonna win. That's a great answer. Sometimes if I'm honest, it doesn't feel satisfying enough. I have to remind myself of these things when I encounter suffering. Right? Because my heart is still heavy and I have to invite God in prayer to help carry this load as I work with people who are really struggling and really are suffering. And even my own family and friends who I find are really suffering from things that I feel helpless about. Right? That's why I do my own work. That's why I have my own prayer, spiritual direction, therapy. But that I need these reminders of where is this good God? Where is God in the midst of the suffering? And this is also what came to me in prayer is Christ says, behold, I make all things new that even in the face of suffering, God has a plan. Sheslava completely alone. Right? You could see it in her eyes in this picture, just almost like dazed, you know, beaten like Jesus and then killed like Jesus. Um, God still has a plan in that, that I had to remind myself that, you know, God loved that girl and God loves my daughter way more than I love my daughter or more than the compassion and sorrow I'm feeling for this young girl who was killed. God had a plan. And then God had a plan that, that as soon as this young girl, you know, in her torturing and her, in her killing, that God was still there with her, that God still longed to console her, to be with her, and that God was waiting to embrace her as a heavenly father 
in paradise for all eternity. Now, someone's not faithful, if someone doesn't have a belief in God, that could sound like a bunch of baloney. Oh, that's just making you feel better. But that is the joy of the gospel, that we believe that there is life after death, and not just life, but there's life as it's meant to be. Us with God, there's an end to suffering. That it is paradise. Something that I think we don't even talk about as much as we should. Like, heaven is going to be awesome. We're going to be with God. We're going we're gonna to have no more longings. It's going to be perfect. Something we need to focus on more because when I see suffering, I forget that. And I say, why? This is terrible. How could this happen? But our lives on earth are such, a, not even a splinter in this timeline that is eternity. And I can forget that. And it's easy for us to forget that. We have to take these moments of suffering and offer them to God. Right? What does the gospel have to say? Because every time we invite God into suffering, our suffering, someone else's suffering in our lives, we come to the paradox of the cross, which leads us to this personal relationship where God is just calling us to more. He respects us. He loves us. He's a gentleman. He doesn't force his way in. He lets us make choices, even if it means that we turn away from him. He respects that. He doesn't force love on us. And so when we ask him where he is in the suffering, we find ourselves at the cross, right? This supreme gift of self, of Jesus to the Father, for all of us, for our salvation. We find ourselves at the cross, that we always come back to the cross. That gives us a purpose in our pain. You know, as Catholics, we don't suffer just to suffer, right? Like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, was whipped 12 times. This is awesome. Like, oh, I only got six. No, we're not called to suffer to suffer. But only in Christ and God does our suffering make sense. God doesn't inflict suffering. Right? He, never, he never causes evil to happen, but he does make beautiful things come out of the worst of sufferings, right? Like a gardener takes some manure <laughs> and makes fruit, <laughs> grow from that, makes plants, beauty, grow from that manure in our lives. God is working and there's purpose in our pain. And when I looked at that picture of Cheslava um, before her death, I couldn't help but see the face of Christ in that. And taking that, even that picture to prayer, that I saw God's eyes, this, this young girl who, again, beaten, um, had been shaved, had been isolated, and was about to be killed, that, that Jesus was there, that Jesus was not uh, a stranger to that. He endured that same thing, and that he had a plan, and that he did that, right? The cross happened for a purpose, for us, for you. God is in our suffering, and I got to see his face in that, that recolored picture um, from the Holocaust, which was a beautiful gift. So do we have intellectual answers? Absolutely. And these are great philosophical um, answers that our church provides. And we need to be well-versed in that. We need to understand scripture so we can remind ourselves. We need to remember what our church says, what our faith says, where our joy and our hope is, right? Um, do they always feel enough? Maybe not. And we need to take that to prayer. We need to offer that up to God. God, I understand this, but I still have this ache in my heart that God isn't with you in the midst of your sufferings. He's in the midst of 
of your, your broken heart and your sorrow. And Mary is there too, that we are not alone, that we can ask him these questions. We can cry out to God in desperation and he will console us. He will help us and give us the grace for the journey. And he will lead us back to the cross. The best news about the cross is it leads to the resurrection, the promise of new life. And we have to wrestle with the cross to get to the resurrection. So we can take that, we can bring Christ into our sufferings. We can ask these questions. Um, we can go to the cross and ultimately we can be with him in the resurrection. So if you have any comments, questions, any video topics, if this relates to you in any way or you want to share, you know, finding Christ in your sufferings, I really, really appreciate it when people leave comments. So leave something below, hit that like or subscribe button, wherever it is, um, give this video a share. But thank you for watching and God bless.